going on guys this is night owl society coming at you with another episode if you're listening i want to say thank you thanks for listening you know on this show i wanted to talk about anything that was unknown or mysterious or something you couldn't explain and if you've had an experience like that you know tell me about it you know and i could spread the word you aren't the only one that's had an experience like this. So many of us have had an experience that we can't explain. Whether if you saw something in the sky, in the woods, in your closet, in your dreams, or maybe it's a story that someone told you that just makes you wonder, like, man, what what, what happened? If you had an experience like that or just know a cool story that you'd like to tell, send me an email at nightowlsociety21 at yahoo.com and we could spread the word. Now I watched a show on Amazon Prime. It's called Project Blue Book and if anybody... I'm assuming most of you guys know what Project Blue Book is, but if it, but if you're not, Project Blue Book was just a code name for a study that the Air Force did on um, UFOs. But the show, I don't know how accurate the show is, but they seem to... Wait, no, actually... Actually, yeah, they do. They do study the mainly like unidentified flying objects. They do. Now, one episode that I really wish, really wish they could have done better was the episode on the Flatwoods monster. And now I'm assuming a lot of you people. A lot of listeners know about this stuff, the paranormal stuff. If if you're not really familiar with the Flatwoods monster, um, the whole story is pretty, pretty actually, it's really interesting because I think before the Flatwoods monster, if I'm not mistaken, the only other story of a UFO was the Roswell incident. And... I pulled a clip off of YouTube by the channel Widgeon TV and they will tell the story in a short clip that I put. This story starts on September 12, 1952. Two brothers, Edward and Fred May, along with their friend, Tommy Heyer. That evening, they were reportedly playing catch outside of their home in a lit field. They then saw a bright object streak across the sky and land on the property of local farmer, G. Bailey Fisher. After seeing this, the boys went to the home of Kathleen May and told her what they saw. The three boys, May and an additional three boys, Neil Nunley, Ronnie Shaver, and a West Virginia National Guardsman, Eugene Lemon, headed out to locate whatever it was that the boys had seen. As the group approached a small hill, 
they collectively spotted a bright, pulsing red light perpendicular to the direction they were looking. Lemon, the only one with a flashlight, pointed his light in that direction. As he did this, he panned across a man-like figure, around 10 feet tall or 3 meters, with a round face surrounded by a pointed hood-like shape. It was coming straight towards them. Now, descriptions of this creature are highly disputed between members of the party. Things like the arms of the creature were not seen clearly, because May said it had long, skinny arms, but some of the kids agreed that it had no arms, only antenna. But there are a few things that everybody did agree on. First thing is its general appearance that I mentioned earlier, 10 feet tall, man-like, with a round face and pointy hood. But on top of that, it was also agreed that it had a metallic-looking cylindrical body that had riffles near the bottom that resembled something like a long dress. Seeing this obviously non-terrestrial creature caused Lemon to dive backwards, flashlight in hand, once again obscuring the creature with darkness. Obviously, at this point, the party had collectively turned tail and quickly left the area, thus ending the first encounter with the Flatwoods monster. In the aftermath of this event, the group started chatting amongst themselves. The mention of a weird smell started echoing in their conversations. Lemon, in particular, the one who was closest to the creature, described it as a pungent mist. Later, he was taken to the hospital for respiratory difficulties, presumably because he inhaled the substance. Most of the other party members did experience some respiratory discomfort, but nothing nearly as bad as Lemon. May reported this incident to the local sheriff, but of course, they found nothing. In the coming days, newspaper reporters, UFO experts, and even a minister came out to inspect the so-called crash site. But basically, nobody found anything. Determined not to be discouraged, May decided to commission a drawing of the creature, which today is the most popular depiction of the Flatwoods alien. So this by no means is the whole story on this alien sighting. The ripples of this event spawned similar sightings in West Virginia and across the country. Many more experts investigated the scene in the coming months, both believers and non-believers alike. Now that was a clip I pulled off of uh, YouTube from Widgeon TV again. And I love how they portrayed the townsfolk in the end after the police and they called in project blue book to come investigate it because when they show up there you know the the whole town was basically ready to go on the hunt for this creature and whenever project blue book goes in to investigate that's when they came back saying that there was no creature there was no alien there was no ship all it really was was an owl and I don't in the show when you watch it it shows in the beginning when when they're introducing the story they show a ship crash and there's fire and of course they show like a what seems to be a monster but the monster that they show in the show looks nothing like the 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 Flatwoods monster that we all know like in every other drawing the hovering the hovering monster with the hood like spade shape on top of his head it doesn't look anything like that it looks like a a tree monster or something you know and they only show it for a couple of seconds and then it goes away <clears throat> and 
in the show and I guess in real life Project Blue Books purpose was not to really wasn't to explain anything it was just to cover up and debunk anything that they came across and lie to the public basically whenever they go back you know the the force is on fire and they tell people no it was just an owl on top of a tree that y'all mistaken for a, a alien you know but then it's like well what about you know the, the when the ship crashed through the force it broke off limbs and okay yeah it, it caught on fire maybe caught some trees on fire what about the fire you know an owl isn't gonna do that you know that was that was just my the my problem with the show but and but i did like how once they went to town and told the whole town hey what they really saw was an owl nothing more then they kind of almost turned against the woman you know and you know i could see that because then now everybody thinks they're just you know a bunch of hillbillies you know running around don't know any better and I mean, but that was that was the only that was the only one I thought they could have worked on, and maybe something else. I really didn't have too many, too much knowledge toward the end. A lot of that stuff was new for me, which kind of makes me wonder how accurate it was. But something else uh, I needed to do some more um, investigating into was the stories of at the very end. There was there seemed to be. In an alien city, I guess there's a. They went into the ocean, and there there was reported lights underwater. And you know, I don't want to kill it for you guys, but if y'all guys ever have some time, go on to Amazon Prime and watch uh, Project Blue Book. It was pretty good. I really like how they introduced it and everything. It was really good. I uh, wish they would have did some more, honestly. And. Um, I also think they did the Kentucky Goblins on an episode which they said which they said actually was um there were no goblins at all it was just all a figment of their imagination and also with you know with some alcohol in their systems it was just some a figment of their imagination and they went crazy and shot up the house you know yeah okay sure but if you guys really want to, if you guys are really interested in all that stuff, um, another podcast that's been out a while that does those stories individually, very good. Um, it's a channel on YouTube called um, Bedtime Stories. He also does comics and the artwork, and it 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 makes it really good. Like I, I love his stories, the um, that they do on that channel. And uh, he also has a. They also have a podcast. It's called Bedtime Stories. They do too. They, it's just the audio without the pictures. Um, I, I recommend that too if you guys want to learn more into that stuff. But yeah, it's always a good idea to be open-minded when listening to other people's stories about the unknown. I mean, you never know what could be out there. And there are always new animals being discovered and new discoveries being made in the universe as well. But as for aliens, I wonder what's really out there. What do they look like? Are they intelligent? 
If so, what's their society like? Do they have a government? What are their beliefs? How many different types of life forms that are intelligent are they aware of? Are they at peace with them? Have they ever been to war with another type of species? There's so many questions to ask. So many people ask, why don't they visit more often? It could be because of their politics or some other reasons, just like ours. It could be expensive for them or must be some process in which they travel by. It's just a guess, but you never know. But there are other ideas and conspiracies out there that suggest otherwise. What will first contact be like when the public know about another civilization on another planet? That's intelligent. Will we cheer because we are no longer alone? Or will there be chaos? Professor Stephen Hawking advised that it was best that we not advertise our presence on Earth until we know what their intentions are. I started getting into the paranormal and unknown topic after having my own personal experiences and listening to Art Bell and George Norrie on the Coast to Coast AM show on an old receiver I got from a buddy. I've listened to hours upon hours upon hours of that show. There's definitely some good stuff on there. And I tend to listen to it every other day because there's nothing like Coast to Coast. But something I do remember hearing uh, in an interview, uh, it could be one about, um, it could, I don't think it was the Roswell incident, um, where they discussed the government government meeting with uh, extraterrestrials was that um, one, one detail I remember was the extraterrestrials were interested in our art. Good stuff on Coast to Coast I've, I've listened to in the past, you know. And uh, I'm kind of excited now that I look at the, the date. We are basically at September because that means the fall is coming. My favorite time of the year is the fall and the winter. I mean, I love the cold temperatures. It's the holiday seasons. You know, there's Halloween, the scary and spooky stuff. And plus, because my, my birthday's in October. And, uh, you know, they got Thanksgiving. You eat, spend time with family, Christmas, gifts, you know. But you always start off with one of my favorites. Mid-October... Uh, we usually get our first little cool front, and then by my birthday, just before Halloween, we sit outside, have a little bonfire, swap some stories, drink a little whiskey. Sounds amazing. And uh, speaking of which, uh, I was just um, looking up some stories about uh, uh, some haunted places in Houston, because, you know, approaching Halloween, it it's not a bad idea to maybe uh, go looking around at some of these um, haunted places with the with the buddy or two, you know. Just see what it's all about. It's been a while. I haven't done it in years. Um, there is one place I remember visiting years ago. Me and a couple of buddies used to go down to a road called Patterson Road on the west side of Houston. Um, 
we used to do that all the time. Go down there and uh, I think they used to be an old uh, Civil War battleground, if I'm not mistaken. But the story is, if you park your car on a bridge, just the second bridge going in, and you you turn off your car and roll down your windows. At least I would. That's what we used to do. Roll down your windows, turn off your car, and it's pitch black. It's a long road, wooded. It gets pitch black. You get no phone signal. I mean, it's the perfect place to get attacked, you know? And, um, you, you'll hear tapping on your car. That's the story. And, well, that's the story I was told. And I remember going down to years ago, uh, after a failed attempt to go out and go to a bar or something. And I told a couple of buddies, hey, let's just go down to Patterson Road to see what's going on. And they're like, yeah, let's go. And we went, and as we turned on the road, we see a, we see like maybe five cars, and it's all one group of uh, friends that, uh, they came from out of town. Um, that's kind of crazy, because all these people drove. Well, they're yeah, they're they're basically like you know you know they're a bunch of kids in high school, you know, and that's. That's kind of what we were too, you know. It was just right after high school, and uh, we went, and uh, one one dude had uh, took his dad's van, you know, one of them big old giant like the old school vans. Their cubes are basically like boxes. It was a big old white van, and uh, uh, I remember him throwing powder on it. And I just remember when I turned that corner. Uh, I just see that whole back window covered with powder, and uh, I rolled down the window, and I said, hey, what are y'all looking for, you know, what are y'all doing out here, and the guy looked at me, and he goes, what are you doing out here, and I looked at him, I said, well, we're, we're out here trying to see if we can get some, go- uh, catch some ghosts, and the guy said, that's what we're here too, and I told him, hey, what's the, what's the white powder on your van for, and he goes, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, you, if you park, he told me the same story, he goes, you know, if you park your your van on the, or car on the the second bridge over here tapping, and I said, man, did you, did y'all see anything, and he goes, hey, you know, we'll, we're trying to put powder on the van to see if, you know, there's, uh, if we hear tapping, if maybe there'll be some, some handprints or something, you know, and, um, that's what we did, and it was a crazy night, because a bunch of 18 to 21 year olds out there, a bunch of cars, you know, sounds like something out of a movie, you know, uh, what's crazy was, um, we were all in the middle of the street, just listening and we got out of our cars, it's pitch black and we hear something moving in the woods. And, uh, I was probably about like four car lengths down from my truck and, uh, we hear something coming out of the woods and we're like, man, you know, you know, it was probably about like eight guys and five girls and, we hear something coming out of the, you know, crunching, you hear the crunching of the, uh, the leaves, you know, and, uh, this was probably about summertime, and, uh, you know, we're like, oh, man, you know, what is that, you know, you hear that, and everybody's, like, froze up, and people are trying to get their phone, um, uh, you know, with the phone, this was, like, probably 20, 2012, 2013, you know, when we didn't, uh, the lights on the phones weren't that great then, um, but I think someone actually had a, uh, a flashlight and, uh, someone was trying to 
going to look in the the van and trying to find the flashlight that they brought and uh we hear the we hear whatever's coming at us walking through the 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 tall grass out of the woods came out of the tree line into the the grass and this they're gonna go into the ditch before you reach the street and uh we finally someone finally got the flashlight shined it and it was actually one of those girls one of those girls you know when you when you drink beer the thing about beer is that uh, which is why i prefer whiskey um you know beer makes you pee a lot and we were out there for a while and one of the girls had had to go pee and uh she had to use the restroom and uh uh she walked into the woods and um i basically said flat out i said that girl has some balls on her she walked into the pitch black woods and she didn't walk in like five feet this girl went in like 30 feet into the, the tree line you know like she she went in there and it's it's pitch black in the road you know um she walked in in there you know squatted and then came right back out and uh it's just i had a good laugh uh, it, was, it was a fun experience because that hearing hearing something come out of the woods had had us running for our car to get back in our cars you know it uh it was a really fun experience you know and as a matter of fact i think this road right here um i think ghost hunter or taps actually visited this area of course um it might be a little tougher now to get into because they constantly have patterson road blocked off now uh, because people are always parked on the side. It's only a two-lane road, one going, one coming. It's a narrow road, and people are always parking on the sides, and there's not much room, you know. Uh, that end, uh, considering the fact that the road is underwater half the time, if anybody loses an area, half the time it's underwater as well. Now, the next time anybody goes or um try to take a spirit box and it's those little boxes that you know you record you ask them questions you ask the spirits questions and they they talk uh, it'd be interesting or or maybe just recording uh if you're in the area on patterson road i i know i was watching um some videos there and people people recording the background and stuff and uh you can actually hear um in some videos uh sounds like cannons cannon shots or uh, you know maybe some some musket shots or something um on one video you can hear sounds like um men running or men yelling and screaming you know uh, it's pretty good pretty pretty interesting stuff there yeah and those um the spear boxes you know, I see some ranging from eighty, eighty, eighty-nine dollars to you know one hundred and fifty bucks, uh, depending on which one you get. You know, you can say is anybody here, and um, some of the cheaper ones that I've seen, they actually spell out whatever the spirit is saying. You know, uh, if you ask them a question and they say yes, it'll yes will pop up on the uh on the spare box and uh or there are some that actually 
come in real time, you know, that you say hello and then the, the box will actually speak, you know, which is pretty cool and scary at the same time. Um, you never know what you're going to be dealing with or you'll never know what uh, word pops up. So if you plan on going ghost hunting or anything like that, be safe, take plenty of recordings, take plenty of pictures and video and take the time and be patient when you're looking through uh, all that material that you've collected from your ghost hunting. Because, you know, um, Halloween's right around the corner. Plenty of people be out looking for stuff. And um, so I think that's going to be it for this this episode, this short episode. Um, just as a side note, I wanted to just let everybody know that I won't be doing a Patreon or anything like that. I know it's kind of early off in the show to say that, but... I personally won't be doing anything like that or uh, accept money for, you know, exclusive content like that. This is whatever, whatever I record, I'm putting it out there for everyone to listen for free. I'm not that, uh, when I started the show, I didn't have that in mind um, <clears throat> because, uh, you know, I am a listener myself and I listen to, I never paid for any Patreons or anything like that. I listen to uh, the free stuff, you know, and the free stuff is what, uh, motivated me to go ahead and make my own, uh, little podcast, so, you know, just returning the favor of, um, of, uh, all the free content out there by putting out my own stuff out there for free, and, um, you know, just for the, the listeners out there, you know, I, I, I still am one, so I wanted to do that for everybody out there, and, um, just say one. Just want to say thanks to everyone who's listening out there. Hope you enjoy everything so far. And uh, we'll put something out here within the next two weeks. You know, I have work and school, and um, so it's kind of tough. Besides, you know, besides that, I also work nights, so you know the schedule isn't that great. So I gotta gotta find the motivation to get up and and do this stuff. But I I do enjoy it. You know. Um, but thanks for everyone listening be safe and be cool guys